What's up growers, stoners, smokers, and cannabis connoisseurs? We're back with another weekly Wednesday podcast. I'm your host Chronic from at the Cannabis Chronicles on Instagram and YouTube. And this week's podcast, I'll be continuing my series on how to set up your grow room for success. In last week's video, I talked about LEDs and which you should choose for your grow room. And this week's, I'll be discussing how to germinate with an above average 90% success rate. Be sure to follow along on whichever platform you lovely listeners are joining us from and sit back, roll one up or take that dab as we dive into some amazing cannabis conversation. First and foremost, I want to thank my sponsor Homegrown Cannabis Co for letting me grow some amazing plants and educate you amazing listeners every single week. If you need any seeds, be sure to head over to www.homegrowncannabisco.com. They are insanely amazing and have such a large variety of stable genetics. Now let's get into this week's topic on how to germinate your seeds. Several things I like to make sure I always have for germination are a seedling heat mat, small propagation trays with domes and paper towels. Before I get into the how-to process, I want to discuss some general things with cannabis germination I'd like to bring to attention as well as dispel the idea that 100% germination methods exist. They don't. High rate and 95% or more success germination methods exist, but I think it's ridiculous for anyone to say they have 100% germination. There are just some seeds that refuse to pop occasionally due to unmatured seed or simply that genetic not being able to pop open the shell pod to spring a healthy taproot. It doesn't matter how long you soaked it or how many days it was in a paper towel. Sometimes seeds just don't pop. Nothing in growing is guaranteed and so many variables can make or break a germination of a seed. If it's too cold for a few hours you could stunt your taproot or full on kill your seedling. If it's not wet or humid enough it won't grow and you'll essentially starve your seedling. Or if your seedling is dropped and the taproot is damaged before planting. All of these can be variables that make or break if your seedling germinates. So now that we have that out of the way, let's discuss what I personally do for my grows. First, you need to know whether or not your tap water is usable, just as is, or if you'll need to use bottled water or some sort of filter water like RSO. Then be sure to make sure the pH of your water is within the 5.6 to 5.8 range, as this will be ideal range for your seedlings. You'll then take your seed and soak it in a small cup or glass of water for 24 to 48 hours. Generally, I soak all of my seedlings for 48 hours just to make sure. However, some growers just say to soak until your seeds sink to the bottom. After either your seeds have sunk to the bottom or you use the 48 hour method, pour the seed onto a plate or propagation tray with a paper towel to catch your seed. Drain any excess water. I leave a tiny bit of standing water for my humidity and my girl to have access to during sprouting. Then I fold my paper towel over the top of my seed to create a small square to keep my seedling from floating around as well as to have constant access to water as the paper towel is constantly wicking water up. This next part is where the seedling heat mat comes into play. You'll want to put your plate or propagation tray on top of your heat mat. This warmth will promote humidity and help your seed sprout much faster. So far I've had all of my seeds I've tried to germinate pop, besides three. Two of which were my bad doing and one was just a seed not wanting to pop. Now once your girls are in this warm chamber, just keep them in the dark until you get a long taproot to transplant. Generally, I like to wait until my girls' taproots are about half an inch to an inch long to transplant. From there, I put my girls under 24 hours of light, about 24 inches away from the light. This promotes stretching to the light and constant growth. 
After about two weeks, they usually get their first meal, and from that point on, it's training techniques and learning what your girls decide to do. Now, I know many growers who have many issues with germination and blame the company. Most of the time, however, it tends to be grower error. So make sure when you're setting yourself up to germinate your lovely ladies, you have all the necessary items and you've decided which grow medium you'll be using to transplant your seedlings into, which that's what we're going to be discussing next. There's several options and routes to go, and each has different variables, pros and cons, and success rates for every grower. The three most popular are rock wool, peat moss cubes, or straight into soil. Any of those options are viable and have pros and cons for each one of them. Pros and cons of rock wool are that it generally sits around 6.8 to 7.0, so you have to soak it in pH proper water for 24 hours prior to prep the rock wool. Also, you do need to water more often as it dries out quite fast. However, since it is basically no residual nutrients built up in the rock wool and there is no chance of burning your girls, that's pretty nice. However, peat moss or soil could potentially do that, so that's where the pro and con sits with rock wool against the others. Now, peat moss, however, will stay moist for a lot longer, and it does generally sit at a 5.6 to 6.5 pH, which is a lot nicer of a range than rock wool. It does have a slight bit of nutrients in it for seedlings. It could be good or bad depending on how that exact strain reacts. Sometimes peat moss can stay too moist and cause root bound issues or root rot, so just be cognizant of that. This is where I generally place my girls right into soil and let them grow. It seems to be a little more aerated than peat moss and doesn't allow for the moisture to keep locked into the peat moss cube. I use Happy Frog from Fox Farms and sometimes it can be a little hot, but generally it's not too bad to the point where they don't grow. This is just how I personally do things and I will occasionally use Rockwell cubes to further my testing theories as every grower I think should. Even if I have a method that works perfect, I do like testing other ways to round my perspectives on, on different applicable uses for growing techniques or even germination techniques. I do hope you lovely listeners enjoyed today's podcast. We are unfortunately out of time today. This was a shorter video, but it was a how to germinate, so it really doesn't take that much time. Be sure to tune in to next week's podcast where I'll continue this series on how to set up your grow room for success. Please follow along on whichever platform you tuned in from and join us every single week as we dive into amazing cannabis topics. I'm your host Chronic from at the Cannabis Chronicles on Instagram and YouTube and I'll be bringing you the weekly Wednesday podcast every single week brought to you by Homegrown Cannabis Co. And if you need any cannabis seeds, they are the place to go. From over 400 varieties of insanely stable genetics, just head to www.homegrowncannabisco.com and pick some amazing seeds for their catalog. If you are already growing, or just got your seeds, or you just love learning, head over to our insanely helpful and informative forum, www.homegrowncannabisco.community, and sign up today. We have tons of amazing community members who are there to help, as well as very knowledgeable forum moderators there to answer any and all of your questions. I am a moderator myself on there, so go sign up and let's have a chat. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. Happy growing. Stay lifted. And peace.